let's look at a couple of important terms. First, gender identity. Gender identity is a person's internal sense of whether they are male or female. For most people, their gender identity matches their physical body. This is called being cisgendered. An example of this might be when a girl wears a dress or wears makeup, or when a guy plays football and loves superheroes. For other people, their gender identity may not match up with their physical body. They may have been born with female body parts, but inside feel certain they are male, or vice versa. And this is called being transgender. Second, gender expression. While biological sex is something that is pretty much assigned at birth, gender is a social construct. Everyone has a way of expressing their femininity and their masculinity to the world. What we wear, how we talk, what we're interested in. This is called gender expression. Everyone has the right to express themselves in whatever ways they want. And gender expression tells us nothing whatsoever about who someone might be physically attracted to or which gender they feel they are inside. Third, gender nonconforming. When someone's gender identity or expression of their gender identity breaks the rules or falls outside the typical societal gender expectations, this is called gender nonconforming. And because gender nonconformity is an action, not a self-identification, it means that anyone can be gender nonconforming. Gender traits change over time as the culture around us changes too. For example, social norms once said women should never wear pants or attend law school and suggested men should never be dancers or do the laundry or change diapers. And it's important to remember that the next time we catch ourselves questioning someone's choices around gender. And lastly, let's talk about gender pronouns. Given all these terms and their increasing significance, how we refer to and address people becomes extremely important. A preferred gender pronoun, or PGP, is the pronoun that a person chooses to use for themselves in the third person. For example, if Alex's preferred pronouns are she, her, and hers, you could say, Alex ate her food because she was hungry. Many times, people prefer a pronoun that is gender neutral, such as they, them, or theirs. For example, if Alex preferred pronouns are they, them, and theirs, you could say Alex ate their food because they were hungry. And while there are lots of reasons to respect pronoun use, the most important is because it is one of the most basic ways to show your respect. And remember, if you don't know, don't guess. It's always appropriate to ask. That was a lot, but don't worry, these were only definitions. The most important part of all of this by far is that we approach the topic with respect for everyone and the mindfulness to know that even though we might not always know the right way of engaging with this conversation, we don't need to be scared, critical, or judgmental of it. In terms of the workplace, understanding gender identity, gender expression, and pronouns may seem small, but believe it or not, they are the most directly engaged topics in corporate diversity, equity, and inclusion work. Workday, the HR and CRM platform that counts Amazon, Target, and Bank of America among its clients, recently added a PGP feature to clients' dashboards, and hundreds of companies have followed. Lyft, American Airlines, and MasterCard, for example, all have announced new gender box selecting options on their customer-facing platforms. What's more, the numbers say it all. A recent Pew study found that 20% of millennials place themselves somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum, more than half of which self-identified as transgender or gender fluid. 
35% of Gen Zs, aged 13 to 21, reported that they knew someone who used non-binary pronouns, like they, compared to 25% of Millennials, 16% of Gen Xers, and 12% of Baby Boomers, who said the same. 